Welcome to the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. I'm your host, Meg Ricci, and this podcast series is about taking the mystery out of women's hormonal issues and struggles. So in this first episode, I'd like to walk you through my journey that has led me to where I am right now and how I work with women. And over the past two decades, I have assisted thousands, countless women as an integrative women's health practitioner and acupuncturist overcome an array of hormonal obstacles. Clients that have been challenged with debilitating PMS, heavy bleeding, cramps, cystic acne, fatigue, sugar cravings. I've worked with women, they finally, in my office, we were able to get a diagnosis of PCOS. 10 to 20% of women that are having fertility issues struggle with this syndrome. And these women have elevated androgen levels, insulin resistance, acne, and ovulatory cycles. They're not ovulating each month. Difficulty losing weight and difficulty getting pregnant. And women with chronic UTIs and vaginosis, they have been on rounds and rounds of antibiotics only to wake up another morning with a raging UTI or a vaginal infection. And fertility, women unable to conceive and hold a healthy pregnancy, and they reach out to me because they want a natural approach to their fertility, only to discover that they had an underlying thyroid issue D deficiency, and a leaky gut that had been overlooked. And the many, many women I've worked with facing the difficult journey of learning how to create a healthy relationship with food and their beautiful bodies. Women learning how to discern between a physical and an emotional hunger because they are starving for something more than food. And this is where my story begins. In my teens and 20s, I struggled with anorexia and bulimia. I was bulimic in my late teens throughout my 20s. And I lived with this secret, at least I thought it was. But I feel family members and friends were always afraid to broach the topic. And I lived with a deep shame because I didn't know how to stop the vicious cycle until I decided to make one of the most important phone calls in my life. And I called my GP, his name was John, so I'm gonna call him Dr. John. And this was back in the early 80s when you could actually get your physician on the phone. And I called him and I said, John, I need your help. And I said, I'm bulimic and I don't know what to do. And he said to me, I'm so proud of you for calling. He said, you've finally taken the first step to your recovery. And he put me in touch with a psychologist that specialized in disordered eating. She put me in touch with an amazing holistic functional MD and nutritionist. And again, I'm going back to the early 80s. These people were like so out of the box. And what was wonderful about these practitioners, they weren't trying to fix me. They were helping me heal from the inside out, my body, my mind, my spirit, and regaining my soul. My gut was trashed. I had an overgrowth of yeast, bacteria. I had parasites. Um, I wasn't digesting my food. I had food sensitivity. 
I suffered from terrible anxiety and panic attacks. And part of the picture was that I had a history of reoccurring strep throat and rounds and rounds of antibiotics. And when your gut is trashed, it's important to know that 90% of your neurotransmitters are created in your gut. So if you have a leaky gut, you have a leaky brain. And I had this vicious cycle of all these things that were going on that needed to be addressed. And I remember at the time, one of my sisters, she said to me, well, now that you know you have this problem, you'll stop purging. And I said, no, it's not that simple. I have to create a new and healthy relationship with food. And I don't know what that means right now. And I remember when I was sitting with my therapist and I had been working with her for a couple of months and she said, the next time you feel the urge to binge and purge, I want you to sit with your feelings. And I looked at her and I said, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. I don't know what that means. And she said to me, that's what you and I get to explore together. And that was profound and a turning point in my life. So going back, I was on this journey and I didn't even know I was on a journey. I just wanted to get better. And the anorexia and the bulimia, and at this point it was really just bulimia, this you know binging and purging. And it was a coping mechanism. And what I see a lot in my practice, I, I treat a, um, quite a bit of young women, and some of these kids, I know they're cutting. And I've said to them in session, you know, sweetheart, are you harming yourself in any way? And uh, a couple of girls this year were cutting themselves, and they weren't even sharing this with their therapist. So I try to create a really healthy environment for people. And anyone, and I want to make this so clear, anyone struggling with anorexia, bulimia, controlled or restricted eating, I strongly encourage you to seek out a good therapist. A lot of clients come to see me or refer to me by psychologist and psychiatrist. So I feel that it's always my responsibility to make sure that someone is, is getting that therapy as they're trying to heal. And one of the main issues that I see with women today is that women don't give themselves the opportunity to sit with what they're feeling. We don't honor what we're feeling. We negate it. We kind of put it in the back seat. And part of that is that we don't get that validation to check in and hear, what do I need today? What am I feeling? Why do I feel so anxious? And I feel this is a major contributing factor to women's health issues. I see it as a spiritual crisis. So, you know, as I mentioned in my trailer, how are we being good mothers to ourselves? We have to stop and pause and ask, what do I need today? If we listen with an open, non-critical heart, then we're able to heal, and that's part of the process. Our menstrual cycle is a fabulous way to gauge our emotional health and our physical health. Our cycle has a beautiful ebb and flow. 
And I believe that part of the symptoms that women start feeling around the time of their bleed, they have heightened emotions. There may be anger and frustration is coming out. And I feel that that is a time of month for us to really check in and ask, what is it that I need to pay attention to? And the beauty and the gift of our cycle is that it gives us the opportunity to check in and honor what we need nutritionally, honor and what we need emotionally, honor and what we need spiritually. And part of the issue is that pharmaceutical companies today would like you to think that otherwise they feel that PMS is something that a woman shouldn't have to deal with, that a woman shouldn't have to bleed. And I think it's really important for women to have a sense, a natural sense of what their hormones do. Your body is trying to let you know that something is out of balance. During my recovery, I met this amazing man and he passed away, I guess, around early 2000. His name was Michael Weinman. And Michael Weinman, um, was this amazing life coach. He did workshops. He taught the power of acknowledgement. And he said to me, Meg, when you take responsibility for everything in your life, he said, then you're able to liberate who you are. So what this meant to me was making peace with my past and owning every experience as part of my soul and life's growth so that I could shift and heal and flow into a place of liberating myself. And I continue to carry this with me. And anytime I'm going through a struggle and I want to blame somebody else for the crap that's going on in my life, I always think of what Michael said. And he's like, Meg, pay attention, own it, own it. You put yourself in this situation. What do you want to be the outcome? How do you want to liberate yourself from the drama? And to this day, I keep a little small picture of him tucked under my computer in my office. And uh, he just really had such incredible impact in my life. When I started my journey of healing and recovering from my bulimia, I was probably around 27. And when I reached my early 30s, I decided that I'd you know, been in therapy, been working with a nutritionist, had worked with a really good functional doc. I started doing some life coaching. I was all in. I so wanted to heal. And I realized at probably about 32 that I really wanted to do something where I could give back. And I wasn't sure what that meant. And it took a few years for me to figure that out. And... In my mid-30s, I started seeing an acupuncturist, and I asked him if I could read a book, that, or what book he could recommend on acupuncture. And I remember I just read a few sentences in the opening chapter, and I said, this is what I will do. And a few months later, I was enrolled in a three-year acupuncture program in New York, and at the age of 39, I started practicing in Brooklyn. And again, little angels in my life. Uh, there was a chiropractor in the area, and he, in the neighborhood, and he said to me, you can work out of my office for free until you develop a practice. So after uh, being in practice for a year, I uh, went to Vietnam. I studied and worked in a clinic with uh, 10 dear friends and acupuncturists, and it was an extraordinary experience. And um, sadly, I came back to... Uh, having Girardia. I lost 10 pounds. 
and I broke up with my partner of five years. And um, I feel like the beach blanket of my life was kind of tossed in the air. So um, at that time, I also had to find a new office. And I started working out of my home and building a practice in New York City. And after a few years, I had a really lovely practice. But in my 40s, I started feeling depressed, anxious. I was feeling cold and achy, and I was starting to experience fatigue. And I had a friend of mine say, you know, I'm a little concerned about you. I, I really think this depression of yours, you, it, it may be, it benefit you to see my psychiatrist and consider medication. And I did for about a year and a half. And I worked with a naturopath to eventually wean off it. But some bells started going off in my head because I was feeling cold and achy and fatigued. And I had gone to a lecture, and I heard Raphael Kelman speak. He's an MD in New York, a functional medicine doc. And he was talking about thyroid issues. And I said, hmm, this sounds like a lot of my clients. And then I went, hmm, everything he's describing about hypothyroid sounds like me. So I went in to see him. He tested my thyroid. He called me right away. And he's like, you need to be on medication. A lot of the depression and anxiety that I'd been feeling a few years prior was due to my thyroid because right before I went on thyroid medication, I started feeling depressed again. And my achiness and that cold feeling and that anxious feeling and that fatigue started to lift. And I had been living with that for quite some time. My mom had Hashimoto's, my um, I have a sister that actually has Graves, and I have another sister that has hypothyroid. So we kind of had that predisposition in my family. And I feel that maybe a contributing factor to that had been that I had an eating disorder. And I had, um, for years, my gut had been compromised, and my, my thyroid and my adrenals had been a bit, been a bit compromised. But what it did, it opened my eyes when I started, when, when I continued my work with women. And about that time in my practice, I started um, realizing that nutrition was a really important key to women's health. And I'll just touch upon this because in two, the next episode, I'll be actually talking about infertility and women's health and nutrition. But at that time, I started seeing more women with fertility issues. And what I started seeing is that women coming in with non-related fertility issues and people in the throes of fertility treatments or they've had miscarriages or just unable to conceive, that they were both sharing same lifestyle markers. They were working long hours. They were not getting enough sleep. They were burning the candle at both ends. They were eating a processed diet. They were skipping meals. And they were multitasking to the point of burnout. And I realized the women with the non-related fertility issues, if they didn't start making changes in their diet, and lifestyle choices, they'd be back in my office in a few years going through their struggles of trying to have a baby. So that's when that bell went off in my head and I really immersed myself in nutrition. 
I immersed myself in having a better understanding of hormones from a Western perspective. Because up until that time, I was looking at everything through the Chinese you know, filter of Chinese medicine, which is magnificent. But I felt I wanted a deeper understanding where I could blend together a Eastern and Western perspective, which I presently do right now. I started immersing myself into nutrition and what I do today is anyone that walks into my office, we do a nutritional consult. And the reason for that is that food is medicine. It is the foundation for our hormones. So 99% of the women that come to see me with PMS, it's due to diet and fluctuating blood sugar and fluctuating insulin levels. And when a woman's blood sugar is dipping and diving and fluctuating, she's impacting the balance of estrogen and progesterone during her cycle. Estrogen is there to support uh, a potential pregnancy, the release of a follicle. And the second half of your cycle is about the production of progesterone to hold the potential pregnancy. But it's also this fabulous balancing hormone. You know, estrogen is a party girl. She likes everything to grow and be dramatic, from fibroids to polyps to cysts to being angry and, and, and cranky. She's a drama queen. And I look at progesterone as kind of being the designated driver and saying, sweetheart, we're going home. We just, you know, we've, she, she comes in and she just brings the calm to the situation. The beauty of progesterone, because it is, it is so soothing, it is so calming, it holds a potential pregnancy, it keeps estrogen from doing what it loves to do to make things grow, it keeps things in check, it keeps you from having heavy cramps and periods and tender breasts. So I know that when women are getting tender breasts, particularly in their teens and their 20s and 30s, it's not because their hormones are going through a shift, it's because their blood sugar is fluctuating. And progesterone, when your blood sugar is fluctuating, dipping and diving because you have a living on a lot of processed foods and skipping meals and under stress, the hormone progesterone gets shunted down stress pathways. So you're robbing your cycle of this incredible hormone that balances everything. And what I really focus on with women is teaching them how to eat and to use their kitchen as the most amazing apothecary they have. What it resides in their cabinets and their refrigerator will usually define someone's health. And um, that is why I look at uh, uh, people's food journals. It tells me a story about who they are, sometimes more than their intake forms. So I love having the opportunity to sit down with women and show them how to eat. And so many women come in and they get really, really scared because they're afraid they're going to be taking away foods that taste good. But what actually I'm doing is introducing them to whole foods, to fruits and to vegetables and, and healthy fats and gluten-free grains and making stews and soups that are easy to digest and bringing a balance into their world. Because for me, coming from that background of anorexia and uh, restricted eating. I want women to feel that they're nourished. I don't want them counting calories. They really don't have to when they learn how to eat and have a balanced diet. And I have this sweet young gal, she came in the other day, 
And um, her mom had called and asked that if I could work with her daughter, who was just bleeding every few weeks and having irregular periods. And within six weeks, this young woman had a 28-day cycle, the first time probably in years. And she had no very little PMS. And um, her, her, this is funny, um, her acne had, she was also experiencing acne, and she came in last week, and I said, are you eating dairy? And she's like, I know, I, I don't know why I'm breaking out. And then she said she had been eating pesto, and the pesto had cheese in it. And uh, so, and, and I, I bring this out because uh, for a lot of women that have acne, cutting uh, dairy, particularly casein, which is in cheese out of your diet, can really help clear your face and help a lot with a lot of um, PMS symptoms. So anyway, she came in this week, she had her period, and her face was perfectly clear. But it is extraordinary and I how just by changing someone's diet, I work a lot with women with polycystic ovarian syndrome. I love working with women with this issue because these women are struggling with having irregular periods, acne, facial hair, weight gain, um, blood sugar, insulin resistance, and they've been basically given or told the way to address this by their physician or gynecologist is to go on birth control and to take metformin to address the insulin resistance. And the problem with birth control is that these women are bleeding every month, but they're not ovulating, so it's not addressing the issue. So I work with these women in cleaning up their guts because what I find a lot is the women have leaky guts, their blood sugar is all over the place, and what I basically do, I change their diet, we stabilize their blood sugar, we start to clean up the gut with, with probiotics and digestive enzymes and berberine and oregano oil and a variety of things. And, um, and I couple it with acupuncture with the women that work with me in Charleston or D.C. And I also work with a lot of women with PCOS around the country. But it is profound that within a few cycles, these women start seeing a radical change, losing weight, um, their acne resolves, and that's a really big problem. And within, you know, sometimes it can be three months, and sometimes it can take up to a year to regulate a woman's cycle where she has that proper hormone signaling for her that she can ovulate each month. So um, there is hope for women. I know in a lot of these uh, PCOS uh, websites, you know, everybody's looking for this, you know, the right supplement. And really, it's just a synergy of teaching women how to eat that honors what they specifically need. Um, there are a lot of diets out there. There's ketogenic, and a lot of people are vegetarian or vegan or paleo. I try to find something in between that nourishes women. That's why I love the philosophy and principles of Chinese medicine. It's a lot of stews and soups. Um, I do a lot of food sensitivity testing. I really want to see where are people reacting to foods. And the big culprits that I see in my practice for many women, eggs, uh, dairy, and gluten. And um, I find that once, and I, I put a lot of my clients on elimination diets. We want to kind of 
figure out where things are. And then again, I do the food sensitivity testing. And it's pretty profound to see where people are by cutting out different foods and how their cycle regulates. And um, also working with women, and I mentioned this about myself with the anxiety, when women have a leaky gut, if women have had a history of antibiotics and they've had um, due to strep throat, or I see a lot of strep and, and antibiotics, or UTIs, or antibiotics for acne, these women are really compromising their microbiome. Your gut needs the integrity of healthy bacteria. Your microbiome influences over 23,000 genes in your body. So, and your microbiome is the home of your immune system. 80% of your immune system resides in your gut. So if somebody has an autoimmune disorder, we have to look at the gut. So I am very committed to assisting women take good care of themselves. And sometimes it's really hard to figure out how to eat and what to eat. And whether it's me or someone like me, find a nutritionist that can hear you and create a food program that nourishes you. And um, it's so important. I actually had a client, she's been suffering with um, a lot of fatigue, and she's been getting sick a lot, and just getting a lot of respiratory infections. And um, long and short of it, I said, let's look at your food journal. So she sent me her food journal, and she was only eating two meals a day. And she, her blood sugar was off, and she was like, there wasn't enough gas in the tank well, what I did, I changed her diet. We put soups and stews in. And, and actually, she just emailed me saying, I can't believe how much better I feel. But the question I have, and I see this a lot, is why aren't practitioners looking at what their clients are eating? Because so many times we, I, I see this, is that people will be on an array of supplements, but they're not eating, or they're not eating the right foods. And once you start cleaning up the diet, I find then you need less supplements. And a lot of the women that I work with with fertility issues, for me, it's just really cleaning up that diet, making sure that they're getting enough essential fatty acids and, and their vitamin D levels are optimal. And I'll go into more about vitamin D in women next week. I so want to go into it now, but I'm, I'm saving all this good stuff to next week. I have a client that's coming on the show um, who just had a beautiful baby girl within the past two months. And we get to listen to her journey and how she came to me and went on to have a healthy baby girl. But I, I love the work that I do. I believe that the foundation, again, is looking at what people are eating, looking at the integrity of their microbiome and gut, and listening and teaching women how to be good mothers to themselves and take a moment to ask, what do I need? Because if women are feeling anxiety and they're not sleeping at night, we have to find a way to take women out of this fight-or-flight response that so many live in in this world today. And getting them back to a place of balance in their lives where they can make healthy choices. 
and be able to live a life that is living up to the expectations of the things and the dreams that they want because who we wish to become resides in the potential of who you presently are. And I feel that part of my responsibility is for me to work with you to reach that potential. So now you've met me and you've heard my journey in upcoming episodes. We will continue to take a deep dive into topics. Why are women having blood sugar issues that are impacting their hormones? What does your blood sugar have to do with your hormones? Why am I getting PMS? I don't understand what that has to do with how I'm eating. And that's something I hear frequently from women. Another thing we'll take a look at is how is the microbiome linked to anxiety and depression? Leaky gut, leaky brain. I will go into great detail. We will talk about this all the time because it is crucial. Your immune system, 80% of who you are resides in your gut. Your gut defines you. And what I hear so frequently from women, they'll say, Meg, my hormones are out of balance. It's women's hormones are a reflection of lifestyle choices and diet. And once we start addressing that, women's hormones start finding their way back home to a place of balance. So I want to thank everyone for listening today. And if you have any questions, please reach out. I would love to hear what you have to say. And starting next week, I will start with Meg's Corner. And at the beginning of each podcast, I will answer a question from someone that writes into me. You can email me at megrichichi at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. So have an awesome day. And I will speak to you soon. You've been listening to the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. Subscribe, rate, and review this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.